Hello and welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Before we get started today, we have a bit of a situation. I know how many listeners that we have, but it's not a reflection of our iTunes reviews. So before you go into the show today, I invite you to click the link on the show notes and go and leave an iTunes review so we can reflect the number of listeners because we have tens of thousands of listeners. We've had well over a million, I think it's a million point three downloads. Go and leave a review. Tell me what you like. Tell me what value you get. Help us spread the word of how she really does it. The place where inspiration and possibility meet. Let's take it out there in the public instead of just in the emails. I love those, but think about how important reviews are in your life when you choose to read stuff, listen to stuff, buy stuff. So thank you so much. Now let's go to today's show about belonging. The one thing I know for sure is we all want and need a place to belong. It's really, really critical. I've spent my life creating places, creating environments for people to belong, for myself to belong. It is the fundamental way that I operate. For those of you that are my age or older, you'll remember a show called Cheers. I don't even remember what decade it was. It was so long ago, but it was definitely in the other century. And the thing I loved about that show was really the theme song. And sometimes when I go speak in events, I'll use that music to just cascade about what is it that we're trying to build? What is the intention? And for me, it's about the place to go where everybody knows your name, the place that people are all the same. And that's so important. So I think about that. And that helps me, especially on those tough days that we all have of why am I doing this? You know, especially the monsters are a fascinating uh, place for me of it's a lot of hard work and a lot of falling down moments. And I remember I'm creating a place of belonging for myself, for my coaches and my staff, for the kids and their parents. So belonging is so really important. We are hardwired for connection, but yet we indulge in this idea that we're not worthy of love and belonging. And we like argue about it with ourselves and beat ourselves up. So one of the things that I want to talk about first is I want to give you some clarity on the difference between fitting in and belonging. A few years ago, I had a client who uh, was coming to the sessions and we weren't doing any sessions about like over drinking and she wasn't an over drinker. But one of the things that she noticed was when she would drink, she wouldn't feel good. And we're not talking about a huge amount of alcohol. We're talking about half a glass, maybe a glass max. He would dinner with friends and she would drink, but she wouldn't feel good the next day. And so I said, well, what if you just stopped? What if you didn't drink? and just enjoy the experience. And that was pretty shocking for her to not drink because all of her peers drank. She would be different than everybody else. And now here's the thing that's really important and part of the story is a lot of these people were doctors, physicians, they were in the health profession. This wasn't a group of big time partiers or any of that. But she really struggled with this idea of not drinking, because that was her way to be a part of this group. And I remember asking her the question of, 
Do you want to fit in or do you want to belong? And now remember, this is a client that I worked with for a long time and who understood this intellectually until we got to this trigger point in an arena that was really important to her. And then she hit her blind spots like we all do. And she immediately responded, I want to fit in. And I was a little surprised because like I said, she'd been a longtime client. She wasn't a newbie client. She knew the difference between fitting in and belonging because fitting in is doing exactly what she was doing, being inauthentic to herself to get the approval of others. Oh, I need to have this wine glass here so that they will accept me so I can be part of this group. And if I don't, I may be excluded. And that could just be a story in her brain. But think about how often are you in a situation where you're doing something because you are afraid that you're going to be rejected. You're afraid that you're not going to fit in. And the thing about belonging is that when you belong, you don't have to drink the wine. You don't have to drink the alcohol to be a part of the group. And it's okay. And knowing that is really, really critical. If these are the rules that you have to play with, if you have to hustle for your worthiness, it's not true belonging. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. If you have to hustle for your worthiness, that is not belonging. Instead, belonging is when you can go and be you and let others be them. And so for example, I'm not a big wine drinker. I like coffee. We all know that. I'm not a big wine drinker. So I will show up at events and I'm not worried about it, nor do people really ask me, but at times that they do. And I just say, no, thank you. Now, if I don't get invited to events because I don't drink, and if that's the cost of admission, that's okay for me because that's too high of a cost with my family background. Don't really, and I really don't like wine. And I know some of you may have a hard time understanding that, but I really don't like wine. Instead, I'd rather be be with people where I can belong, where I get to be me and I don't have to fit in. And I remember when I was in college, I did go through this experience because I decided that I had some problems with drinking and I needed to stop. And, um, because blacking out was actually not okay. And I didn't realize it was a sign of alcoholism. Not that I was an alcoholic, but that was going to be where I was headed. And I can't believe I just shared that story here. But I remember I quit drinking and I had so much shame around it that I didn't want anyone to know, but I'd made this decision in private. And people would ask me a lot of questions. Why aren't you drinking? Do you have a problem? And I wasn't willing at that age to own my story about what I was doing or what I thought or any of that. I had so much shame because I had swore I would never have that kind of a problem. And then here I was. So I stopped drinking. And it was amazing because I could have gotten so much free alcohol with that process going on. And what I found was that after the initial like, oh, she's not drinking, Corinne doesn't drink. It was not a big deal for some of my friends. And then maybe for some of them, I got invited to not part to not go to certain parties and stuff. And that was all fine because I'm pretty whole here now, 20 some years later. But the difference between fitting in and belonging is fitting in is you have to hustle for your worthiness, belonging, you're worthy as you are, your strengths, your messes, your flaws, all of you. And what we really want is belonging because that's where connection is. That's what we want to have in our lives. So even if you may intellectually understand 
Remember, we all have blind spots and sometimes we get so triggered that we just go, ooh, I need to fit in and then really question that because I can still do that in certain situations. It's like, oh, I need to fit in. Wait, no, I don't. I really want to belong, belong as I am. So the things that we can do are find our tribe, find your community. And in order to do that in our lives, you have to be willing to be vulnerable. And I know that's bad news because we don't want to be vulnerable. And you also have to be willing to be courageous. And I understand you're like, Corinne, this is coming again, courage and vulnerability. But my friend, (laughs) this is what it takes because you have to be willing to show up. You have to be willing to be different. Let your freak flag high. So my freak flag is I don't, I'm not a, occasionally I drink wine, but it's not a go-to. It's not something I'm really interested in. It's not what I do. When I go to Montana, I like to drink Moscow mules. That's one of my favorite things. And when I come home, I have my little mugs and my friends know if they come over and we have drinks, if that, that, that will be what I do, but that's what I do. And I'm willing to be different. I'm willing to say no, thank you to the wine. I'm willing to say no, thank you to the beer. And that was just an alcohol example, but it can be so many other things. So being willing to be vulnerable and courageous, and then you've got to go and test it out. So now you say, okay, Corinne, where do I go to find belonging? Well, one of the places that I have as an example of belonging, and one of the places that I've learned about over the last 12 years is like the monsters, the aqua monsters, it's a youth swim team. And while for so long, I always thought of swim teams and youth teams as a place for kids to belong, where they could show up, they could be seen, and it didn't matter their background, where they came from, their education, their social economics, their race, but they had a place because that was so important to me as that little nine-year-old girl who really didn't believe she belonged. So that kids have a place to belong. What I realized in running the Aqua Monsters is the not only does it provide a place for the kids, it provides a place for my staff, my coaches, it provides a place for the parents. It's a place where they can identify, I'm a monster, my kid's a monster, I'm a monster parent, we're aqua monsters, where they belong. And realizing that there's all of us, we're all human, we all have different strengths, different weaknesses, different core values, different political values, different beliefs, but we can still belong in this organization. So if you're a parent and your kid's on a sports team, that may be a place where you can be messy and be you. Some places don't allow that. I understand that. For adults, sometimes, like I know the master swim team in town is a huge place for a lot of people to belong. It's a really nice next chapter, especially for former swimmers, whether they're high school swimmers, college swimmers, or youth swimmers, for them to go and be in the water. It's also a great place for new swimmers. So we can go and find belonging in athletic organizations. You can find belonging in volunteer and community gardens, right? There's lots of different places. Really go into what is it for you? And I don't say join a swim team to look for belonging. That's always kind of like the aftermath of it. A lot of times I'll have parents who will come and I actually had a parent email me one summer because she said, oh my gosh, I need to thank you so much. I was just hoping that my son had was learning how to swim so that he wouldn't drown. And what I didn't realize was the mentors he was going to get and the community support that we were going to have walk with us through our lives. And that's the place of belonging. They could be messy. They could not be perfect. 
but they were loved and cared about and they had their people. And within a big team like the monsters is that there are many different types of people. So maybe you don't fit with one group, but there's another group within there and they can be your people. It's like a subgroup. So finding your tribe and your community, willing to be put yourself out there, be vulnerable, be courageous on a one-on-one level. I mean, I love deep connection. I love conversations. That's how I do connections. So coffee dates are always fun for me. Lunches can be great too. Going on walks is one of my favorite things. Sometimes I'll have a cup of coffee and go on a walk and there we go. And so those are ways to cultivate relationships with other people and to see like, look, are we, are we two people that fit? Are we a group of people that fit? Is this a place of belonging? I remember when my daughter was a baby, I, I was part of this mom's group. And then as the kids grew and they, we couldn't just sit on the rug with them sitting there or laying there, we started going on walks on Friday. And we had this beautiful arboretum at the university and we go on walks. And it was just nice to know every Friday there was this group of moms who would go on a walk. It was a fantastic way and I could show up or I could not show up and neither way was I judged. And that I think is a really important part of belonging is to let go of judgment because judging is armor. And one of the things that I do for my clients is that I don't judge them. I hold that space for them. And that's not the same of saying, having no boundaries, boundaries and judgment are different. Boundaries are, here's what's okay. Here's what's not okay. Judgment is, oh, you know, I'm going to judge you and what you're doing is right or wrong, or um, you're a bad person. It's none of that. We don't need to be judging people. We need to be creating safe spaces for people so that we can connect and also teaching people what, you know, who am I, who are you, and how do we come together? With that being said, remember, you don't have to be perfect to belong. I had a client once who was in a relationship and she was really struggling because there were certain aspects of her partner that she really, really loved. She's like, wow, I love this about him. I love this about him, you know, but I don't really love this about him. And finally, after listening her go on, I just asked her, I said, can you love all of him? And she's like, but I love the best parts of him. And I said, I understand. Can you love all of him? And I think that's really important is that where we can love all of people, where we can love, if it's our partners, if it's our spouses, if it's our children, right? My kids do stuff. Your kids may do stuff. I love all of my husband. I know, I know his strengths. I know his flaws. He definitely knows mine. He might happily share them with you, but he loves all of me and I love all of him. And that part is really important. It's not about like, oh, who do I need to be so that he can love me? It's this is who I am. Because when you do live with people, it is really hard to put on a facade 24 seven. And it takes a lot of energy to put on a facade. So being able to truly be yourself and not have to be perfect is so, so important. And we have this fear of not being lovable, that there's something wrong with us. And if we're not lovable, we're not going to have a place to belong. So it's really important to overcome that fear because that fear is there to keep you alive and to protect you. But really what's happening, it's getting in the way of you creating the connections and the love and the belonging that you want to have with other people. And the self-hatred that you have, while I understand that culturally we have been programmed, we've been conditioned to believe that if we hate ourselves, we can hate ourselves to becoming the best version of ourselves. That is a lie. 
Remember, hating ourselves is not the pathway to becoming the best versions of ourselves. Self-compassion is the biggest motivator for change. Now, while we may be able to hate ourselves to like kind of get a little reaction from us, it's not sustainable. So really, you must love you. And it's not about being arrogant or puffing up. It's just about loving you like, oh, this is what I do really well. Here's an example. Some of you guys know that I learned how to cook. It must have been about five years ago now. So if you haven't dug into the archives, there's some shows about that. But I learned how to cook because I was starting to become really this perfectionist about cooking with my daughter because I was so freaked out and in fear. So I learned how to cook. Now, I will cook and I will work on having meals that fuel my family's bodies. I'm not real keen about cooking for other people. For me, it's there's a little bit of anxiety, so I don't really like to do that so much. But I can love myself. I can own my whole story. I'm not saying I'm the best cook on the planet. I personally like the food that I eat. I don't think my family's too hip about most of the food that I cook, but I like it and I enjoy it. I'm also not willing to necessarily feed other people, though when I had my amazing woman dinner, I did make a homemade meal and for my guests and it all worked out great and they were fantastic about it, way nicer than my teenage children. But you must love you, right? So own your story, love it. Again, I'm not the best cook and that's okay. My mom is an amazing cook. That is fantastic. But I can eat foods and my big rule is that I don't food poison myself or my family. So your relationship with yourself is the so important because your belonging starts with you. And that's got to start from a place of love. And you cannot give what you do not have. So loving others, nor can you receive from others. If you're not willing to love, it's so much harder because we have this armor. So loving yourself actually makes you much more easier to connect with and more fun to be with and having creating that environment of belonging. So let go of this self-hatred that we all like to indulge in. Stop it. This is you and this one, your one precious life. Love you. Start there. Because when you start to question whether you are worthy of love and belonging, the first place to start is by giving yourself love. Love you. Belong to you. And this takes so much courage because in that moment, you have to be alone. When I was a teenager, I really didn't like to be alone, especially on a Friday night because I had this fear of missing out and I was trying to get other people to kind of fill me up. So I was constantly on the go and really busy. And being alone with myself would have been terrifying. And I was filling myself and filling myself and trying to fit in and hustle for my worthiness. And now what I can understand is there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Because when I'm alone, when I am by myself, I am with myself. And hopefully more days than not, I can be my own best friend for myself. That's one of the things one of my clients taught me was that was her goal to become her own best friend, to be compassionate, to have her back back to herself, to appreciate who she was, to own her wisdom, to own her truth. And again, never saying that we don't have flaws. It's not about being perfect. It's about owning our whole selves and loving ourselves. Think about your best friends, the people that you love. They're not perfect people. 
They have flaws, tremendous flaws, and we love them. So it's about allowing ourselves to have these flaws. And when we are alone, having a fantastic time with that. And when I can be alone with myself, and I've had to do a lot of personal work and personal growth to be comfortable with this, because my 16-year-old would have hated this. But it's kind of fantastic because I get to do what I want to do, whether it's watching a television show, a movie, reading a book, going for a walk, you know, going, grabbing coffee, whatever it is that I want to do, you know, fluff around the house, whatever it is that I want to do, I get to do that. I don't have to ask what somebody else wants to do and then negotiate any of that. I get to do that. So if I'm with myself and I love being with myself, I can actually have a fantastic time which is a very different way than my 16-year-old self would think about this. And so that's why belonging, you belong to you. You, and it's not about going independently or the myth of I must do it myself. No, because there's the connection part. So being connected with ourselves so that we can be connected with other people. I really like at certain times of the day or the week of spending time with friends or being with my kids or being with my husband or being with the monsters, or my clients, or whoever it is in my life, and having that connection, and then also doing stuff with myself, or maybe a friend cancels, and then all of a sudden I have an open morning. The old me would have bemoaned the fact of like, oh my gosh, I'm all by myself, what am I going to do? And now it's really fantastic, because I get to belong with me. I get to be with me. I get to think about what do I think? What is my opinion? And it's a fantastic place to be. So in addition to you belonging to you and being with yourself, it's also about acknowledging the places in your life that you belong. And this part's really important because we so often decide that, oh, we may have created exactly what we want. So here's the story. I have a client years ago who was really worried. Her son, um, as an only child, he grew up to be an adult, was getting married to a lovely woman. But my client was really nervous because she thought, oh no, I'm not enough. He's going to get married to this woman and I'm going to get forgotten about. And this relationship that is so important is over. And they wound up having courage. She had a courageous conversation. They have this amazing relationship. Fast forward, he's got a couple of kids. She's very connected with her grandkids. And she forgets about it. Like we forget to appreciate what we have because that feeling of not enough can be there. And so we go, oh, Sam, I don't have enough. We forget about it, that we've created what it was that we wanted. She wanted to be connected with her son and her daughter-in-law and then with her grandchildren. And she has all that. And sometimes she's like, I could use a little less, right? So we can get what we want, but we must remember to appreciate it. And then when we notice in our life, oh, but maybe there's this group over here that I want to create and I don't have it. That's fantastic because then you can go about creating that and cultivating that. Like what I said about earlier, and it can be a sports team, it can be book clubs, it can be cooking clubs. What is it that you want to be a part of? Where are the people that have similar values than as you? Where are the people who maybe have different beliefs than you, but you're fascinated by that and are willing to have those conversations where they're different because you want to stretch your mind? Where are the places that you want to be? Where's the belonging that you want to create? Like I said at the top of the show, the one thing that I work really hard at is to create an environment where I'm a part of a space 
where people can be exactly who they are, a space to belong. And there's no fitting in to expect what others expect from me or from each other, but people just being themselves. So here are some examples of spaces that I've created for that sense of belonging for both myself and for others. Of course, there's my favorite swim team, the Aqua Monsters, right? The brave, beautiful souls that I get to work with, my private clients, and the Enoughers, my group that where we have a safe place for them to show up and connect and go after their daring year. And then on the show, how she really does it, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. I know so many of you have coffee talks about the show, are sharing it or talking about it, and it's creating a space for you to connect with and a commonality. And then for my personal life, with my family and whoever sits down at our kitchen island, we have so many wonderful souls that come through and sit there and show up and are seeing and are trusting of us. And there's now a sign, and I'm so excited, that hangs above our kitchen sink. And it says, you belong here. So I want you to know that you belong here too. You belong to you and you belong here on how she really does it. Now I talk with people every day and they can be my clients, they can be the monster parents, they can be leaders and executives. And here is the thing. We all have this big obstacle that we all face. Are we enough? Because in some arena in our life, I don't care how much of a badass you are, professionally, personally, whatever it is, there's some aspect in your life where there's that struggle of, am I enough? Am I good enough mother? Am I good enough father? Good enough wife, husband? Am I good enough friend, daughter, son? Am I enough? And is that going to threaten my place? Is that going to threaten my worthiness, my belonging? So the thing is, is that we all struggle with that and everyone is either worried, either whether it's consciously or unconsciously, are they enough? Are they not enough? And will somebody see through them? Then they won't belong. That's our big fear. It's that fear of not belonging. And we think we've been told these lies that we have to be perfect to be safe. But personally, think about it. I love the flaws in others, in my friends, in my spouses, my spouses, in my spouse, in my children, right? Maybe I don't like the socks on the floor so much, but I love all of them. And my friends or, you know, the kids who make a mistake, it makes us all real. The flaws don't define you. The flaws are just part of your story. And what I really love is when we have obstacles, And because I know when, not if you overcome them, but when you overcome them, you're going to blow your own mind of what you're capable of. And that is so fun. I love when people can see how they can transform. And it could be a little kid who will hold on tight to a kickboard. I had a little kid had struggle with this last night. Then he wanted to tell me it was an accident, which is fine. And But I said, that's okay, but we're still going to hold on to the kickboard tight as we jump in. And we're going to keep practicing that, right? Because it's our flaws that are part of our story, just like it is with our strengths. You don't have to be perfect. So remember, you are worthy of love and belonging. And you belong right now. Belong to you and look right now at the places you belong in your life. 
and look at the next steps of what you're going to create for yourself. Now it's your turn. You want to discover how to create a way of living where you are worthy of love and belonging? Go to the link in the show notes and sign up to get stories and small lessons on worthiness, love, and belonging. Until next time, I'm smiling big for you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.